Sorry, <laughs> ripping the string off of my shorts. Do you need to do that right now? Yeah. Have you ever had a string hanging off a piece of clothing? It needs to be torn off immediately. Oh, there's another one. You're bah! supposed to cut it off. Got it. <sighs> Done. Look, at, you got one. Oh, nope, that was That was mine. the one you just threw at me, you fucking... What up? Welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners. What are we? Oh, we're a full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, beginning with a Game of Thrones. Cringe. I'm Nate. That guy over there cringing into his Gatorade. Oh, Powerade, excuse me. We're not sponsored by either of them, so who gives a fuck? Um, is Zach. Yo. I, up, that Zach? was that was my least favorite of your intros. Want me to do it over? No, I'll do it over. I don't. All right, keep it, cause okay. it's you. It's beautifully, horribly, you. That's good. So, a lot of a lot of talk about our last episode, and that was Arya. Yeah, three, Arya three, which was chapter like thirty two or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. My my numbers are all mixed. We're getting up. deep in the into, into the first book, and mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. But Arya was chasing some cats around and ended up finding herself in the dungeons near yeah. some dragon skulls, which scared the bejesus out of her. Yeah. And then she ended up overhearing a conversation that really no one on Planet Toast was ever supposed to hear. And that'll actually have some implications in today's chapter, but yeah. as well as book-wide, as we know at this point. Again, we are a full spoiler reread. Podcast. Yes. So, regarding last chapter, we yeah. got some contact. We got from... some correspondence. We've been getting a lot of great correspondence from you guys, So, and we appreciate that. Keep writing into us. Keep letting us know your thoughts. But we heard again from the Not-So-Silent Sisters, who decided to join us and try to keep up with our reread, which we are thrilled that you guys are doing that. And they had some thoughts on Aria 3. One, they bring up the cat. And how this cat pops up again, uh, also appearing as Tommen's bad cat in A Feast yes. for Crows. So this is a, a theory that I'm a big fan of also, yeah. uh, Ampton. And so the reason we didn't go so heavily into detail on the theories was, A, we were lazy and didn't research up on them enough to where we felt comfortable and competent True. talking about them. Second, because we really wanted to bring it up more when he does appear later on in the series. And they also mentioned that... It, uh, also, in Clash of Kings, it seems like the same cat brushes into Sansa, and that's also I. That's one of the theories I subscribe to that I believe it is the same cat, and so that's another thing I was waiting for as well. But you guys beat us to the punch and kept us on our toes, and I like that. They also mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, that Brandy has started reading Duncan Egg, and they like the comparisons between Egg and Arya. So I'm so glad you're reading Duncan Egg because it's I am <sighs> the so biggest fucking fangirl over Sir Dunk the Lunk, and Egg is my favorite little fella ever, so I hope you're enjoying this yeah, if you, shit Yeah, if you are it. listening to the sounds of our voice, and you haven't, and you aren't being extremely intelligent like Afton in beginning, Brandy, I'm sorry, in beginning Dunkin' Egg, 
you should read it because it's fun, it's whimsical, and but yes. it's great. So she, uh... They compare Arya and Egg about how they're both sarcastic, bold, and stubbornly insolent, and we just tend to love them regardless, yeah. and also uh, being unrecognizable when they need to be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you haven't read Duncan Egg, we probably will at some point here on our podcast, but yeah, yeah. that's in the future. Yes. They uh, mentioned Varys and Illyrio, and they brought up uh, similar to the discussion we had, which was... Really, is Fagon Aegon going on yet? Have they been in contact with right. John Con? What the fuck is happening? Why is Illyrio in King's Landing having this conversation? And so they gave some inductees for yes. Arya Three. So Brandy's is my I. I wish I gave this inductee, but I didn't have to. Brandy is bringing in the kitten, the cat, the Tom, Balerion, Rhaenys's kitten, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And I think that's the greatest one because I'm doing some cat cuddling. Yeah, she says, dude's been through some shit with the sack of King's Landing and the sociopath child Joffrey, which, truth. And Afton gives her inductee to Sirio and says that he is the first steps of Arya turning into a warrior. And absolutely, Arya will continue using his mantras even in... To Winds of Winter Current sample stuff, chapters, yeah, check like out our Patreon. Patreon. And uh, they also did have some thoughts on our current chapter that yes. we'll be reading today, which is going to be Eddard 8. And so we'll mention some of that <laughs> stuff as we and, reach it, because yeah. we also had some thoughts that are the the, the exact same thoughts. Yeah, We exactly. have some very similar stuff to say So yeah, we'll that, be so. throwing in some uh, of uh, the things they mentioned Before well. we do that, we have to apologize to all of you great folks over in the UK. The UK. We don't have access to a lot of the great content from the iTunes store, which is now the Apple Podcast stuff, whatever that is. I think we all know and how so I feel about that. We had missed over a review from somebody that came in in the middle of last month, Blize H on iTunes, and they left us a, a wonderful review, a five-star review there. It just was titled, Great Podcast. They said that, love that you guys are staying positive amidst all the negativity surrounding the show. Looking forward to reading the books and going back through your old podcasts. We're glad you're enjoying it. We hope you heard our episode last yeah, week. Yeah, we that know a lot, of, a lot of people tend to side on the, the negative with the show, which is okay. You know, a lot of, you, can li- you can not like something, and that's fine, but... I, I enjoyed it. I really did. And I don't think that it's self-deceitful to say that because I, Which, I yeah. truly do enjoy it. The, I thought, Yeah, so you probably heard our thoughts on the Yeah, the well, that, that, that's it. Week. I'm just saying that the, the yeah, fact that good. someone out there is, is connecting with that positivity, like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Out there in Great Britain, so, you keep it real. Thank you for yeah, the Yeah, and thanks for listening. Thank and... you for writing in. Please let us know some of your thoughts on what's going yeah, on. That was Blies H. Blies H. So, if we butchered that, we apologize as well. Yeah, we don't know. We read what we see. Handles are tough. Handles man. are tough. So today, we are jumping into Eddard 8, and his chapters are numbered. Yeah, so I believe this is chapter 33, but I'm probably wrong on that, and it's like 34 or something. But um, Ned is in a small council meeting with the small council and Robert. He is pleading with the king, and he says, Robert, I beg you, hear what you are saying. You are talking of murdering a child. And uh, the email immediately comes up, but in the email from Afton and Brandy, the Not-So-Silent Sisters, they say that <laughs> we get Robert's best line in this chapter. The whore is pregnant. And it absolutely is. Yeah, Robert. <laughs> Robert's pissed. He slams his fist down on the table and says, I warned you, Ned. Damn it. I warned you back in the barrel lands. Now, I need to already point out, like, 
Danny was raped by that guy the first time she had sex with the person who fathers her child. The whore, yeah. And he, like, and then it's, yeah, I guess she's sleeping with him now, but, like, it's her husband at this point. She's not some whore. She's not sleeping around. She's not this... Like well, that's how geez. he's always referred to her. Because even in the barrel, well, when that, they have yeah, the conversation, I mean, he says, "What happens when the horse thing. spreads her legs and starts breeding? Then we have dragons falling everywhere." But yeah, just because she's a woman, yeah, oh, who's yeah. pregnant, she's a whore. Yeah, but Le- that's obviously the robber. But tendency. and that's what's so fucking great about it is that, like, from all that I understand, Lyanna Stark is very Brienne of Tarth in that. Women should be allowed to fight if they want to fight. Yeah. You know, so I a also, woman wanting sex isn't making them a whore. It's it's having the same right. desires as men do. So the fact that he's so obsessed with Liana, she would detest well, that's this. that's it. Notice this. also that Liana is not a whore and Cersei is not a whore because Cersei won't give it up yeah. enough to... But, I mean, by all definition, Cersei is indeed a whore. Like, she uses right, sex right. for information. Oh, she hands it out absolutely. freely. And so... Skirting back to the moment, and he says, yeah, I, I warned you this would happen back in the Barrowlands, but you wouldn't hear it. Well, you'll hear it now. I want them dead. Mother and child, both. That fool Viserys as well. Is that plain enough for you, Ned? And uh, so this was, I thought, an interesting callback immediately to Arya 3. Everyone, the realm is just now learning that Danny's pregnant. Yeah. Arya broached Ned with this knowledge, saying that there was a princess who was pregnant, yes. the princess is with a child. So Ned already knows this stuff technically, so but he doesn't. We're kind of also getting in the in the background that this is how the information is getting fed down the pipeline. It was Illyrio and Varys who were having this conversation again that no one yeah. was supposed to ever hear. Right. Arya happened to be doing mm-hmm. her Arya thing, overhears some of the most important shit crucial to what's happening in King's Landing right now and Ned immediately dismisses it. And so... so yeah, nobody else is saying anything. Everyone's doing and, their best to pretend they're yeah. not there. And Ned is starts telling Robert that he's going to dishonor himself mm-hmm. and Robert's like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. As, Let it, it be if on If it's me. on my head, it's my on my head as long as it's done. And he says that I'm not so blind as I cannot see the and shadow of so, the axe. Now, I have notes all in the sidebar around this, but Afton also brought this up. <laughs> Fucking, you are stupidly blind to the axe over your fucking head. Absolutely. You dumb, stupid shit. Like, everybody, even Ned, is, is, isn't is oblivious to that fact. And yet you're unaware of the fact that people want you dead. Mm-hmm. You are a dumb shit. He's a petulant child, which is exactly where Joffrey gets it from. He throws his kingship around like a child, but he thinks he, he he's playing the game. To some any any degree that anyone sitting next to him is currently playing it, even Ned Stark, and so he's Ned says there is no axe. There's only the shadow of a shadow, twenty years removed, if it exists at all. And that's where he's questioning Varys and what he's saying, which Varys takes offense to. Varys very quickly takes offense. If if he oh, says oh, very soft, oh, my oh. lord, you <laughs> wrong me. Would I bring lies to King and Council? Well, yeah, Varys, you probably you fucking definitely would, would, but let's, uh, we'll, so, we'll, and then he says that he's more worried about Jorah Mormont lying. Yeah, about you bring stuff. us the whispers of a traitor and half now, a world away. This interested me a lot, because Varys says, oh, he wouldn't dare mm. deceive And me. he gives a small, sly smile as he says it. Why? I don't know. What do you have scary. over Jorah Mormont? Like, what is, 
just the fact that he has the potential to be like, no, you don't get the pardon. Mm. That's that's all you've got over him, because like, that's... or I mean, revealing I guess his treachery, but even that at this point, I wouldn't really see as being too yeah, threatening. Yeah, like right. So I was very confused. Yeah, no, by that that piqued my interest as well, but. He says, you can rely on the information. The princess is with child. And Ned says, so you say. And he says, if you're wrong, then there's nothing to fear. Yeah, he breaks down if she all miscarries, the reasons there's why nothing to fear. it's not a big deal. If she doesn't birth a son, there's nothing to fear. There's so many variables in this situation. I had a little sticky do on my page, apparently. Uh, and, and it has to be born a male. Because what if well, it's that's born it. a girl? Yeah. Like, it doesn't. It. But Robert asks him. But if it is a boy, and if it lives, and Ned says this, the narrow sea is still between us and them. Like so, I'll I'll fear this Dothraki warlord's child when the Dothraki teach their horses to run on water because they fear the great grass sea, as is well known. Yeah, and so that's when Robert's like, well, the, you, so you basically want to wait until an army is at our fucking doorstep. Yeah, on our before shores before you act. Like, and getting pissed. Ned's getting snide here, and I love it, because yes. he says, even Aegon did no conquering until after he was weaned. Like, you're you're afraid of a child. You're afraid of a child that you you don't know even, like, the sex of. You're just, yeah. you're freaking the fuck you, out. That's it. It's, it's not even born. You don't know if it's even going to be born. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? And at this point, like, it's more gonna follow the Dothraki. I would imagine the Dothraki warlord is going to have more to say over what that child does than over Daenerys. I mean, granted, Drogo plans on following her wishes and all that, Well, I mean, definitely. We, we, like, because we have more of the view, I guess we can take a step back and understand why Robert's freaking out. This is a family he usurped. He took their throne from them. So, he's, I would assume, at least somewhere logically, whatever logical brain there is in Robert is thinking that there might be some small folk who still claim Targaryen, and that is something to fear for a king. Whether or not that's true, who fucking knows, but... And it also is painting, I think, Ned's lie. Yeah. The, yeah. the His hatred for these Targaryens, which comes up even late, uh, later on. But well, that, and yeah, well, that Robert's exasperated that. as fuck by Ned at this point. And he looks around and, and says, have the rest of you lost use of your tongue? Speak some sense into this frozen face, fool. <laughs> and so Varys puts his hand on Ned's sleeve and says, I understand your qualms, my lord, I do. It gives me no joy to do this. No, I think this is his true feelings. Oh, I agree. Varys, right here, like, I even, I, I think that Varys actually feels this way. It's a terrible thing we must contemplate, a vile thing. Yet we who presume to rule must do vile things for the good of the realm, however much it pains us. And so, yeah, I think that's a pretty clear picture of Varys and what he's willing to yeah, do yeah. for the realm. Renly shrugs and says, seems simple to me. We should have had Viserys and his sister killed years ago. But his grace, my brother, made the mistake of listening to John Aaron. And then, you know, Honorable Ned speaks right up and tells him mercy is never a mistake. And then he tells how Barristan sell me here. Well, uh, skirt oh. on that, too. Mercy is never a mistake. Mercy is what get Ned, gets Ned killed. Yes. His mercy to Cersei. Right. Instead of so taking can... it straight to Robert, like immediately marching out to the hunt... So can we also draw a direct parallel to the fact that his daughter's chapter will one day be referred to as Mercy? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? 
And so anyway, he turns to Barristan Selvin. Yeah, he brings and up Barry. And he says, you know, Barristan killed dozen good men at the Trident. He cut down friends of mine and Robert's. And yet, when Robert had won, Roos Bolton, Roosie. Yeah, Barristan was brought to them, wounded, previously wounded. Told them to fucking kill him. Yeah, kill him dead. Done. But Robert said there is no, he refused to cut it and said because why would he cut somebody's throat for fighting well and being loyal? Yeah. And he sent his own maester to tell him up. Yeah. And he tells Robert Wood that that man were here today. Damn, yo. Yeah. What a Ned, burn. Ned, like, shames him in front of oh, this small hard, council. Hardcore. Hard and uh, it said that Robert had shame enough to blush, and Ned's kind of getting to him yes. a little bit. And he says that it's not the same. Sir Barristan was a knight of the King's Guard, and Ned immediately yes, right and he back. Says, Whereas Danny is a 14-year-old girl. Why did we rise against Aegon if not to put an end to the murder of children? So it says here that Ned knows he's pushing way past the point of wisdom at this point, but he can't not say anything at this. Like, it's just too much. And Robert growls out to put an end to the Targaryens. And Ned says that, I never knew you to fear Rhaegar. And he's trying to keep the scorn out of his voice, Man, but he's he failing. Fucking, and this is brutal. And he says, Have the years so unmanned you that you tremble at the shadow of shadow of an unborn child? And Robert immediately turns purple. He fucking see, and that's where Ned should have stopped to begin with. And then he even pushes it one step further. No cause... more, Ned. Not another word. Have you forgotten who's king here? And Ned says, No. Have you? No, Your Grace. Have you? Yuck. Robert screams, enough! I'll be done with this or be damned. What say you all? And so Renly says, she must be killed. Kill her. Barry says, we have no choice. Sadly, sadly. Barry the Bold. Barristan steps is up. Yeah. Up for Ned's side. He's yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I just there is can't. honor in facing a man on the battlefield, but none in killing him in his mother's womb. I must stand with Lord Eddard on this. Forgive me, your grace. Pycelle clears his throat, which takes a long Ugh, time. Gross. <laughs> he says, my order serves the realm, not the ruler. I advised Ares Targaryen just as loyally as I advise our good King Robert here. I bear this girl no ill will, but if it comes to war, how many innocents die? How many towns burn? How many children will be ripped from their mother's arms? Yeah, and so Littlefinger also pitches in well, a little bit there, too. Pycelle starts stroking his beard yeah. here, and like... God, he's gross. Just the description, it was it was interesting. It said, infinitely sad, infinitely weary. Like, I don't know why that just piqued my interest, but like, I fucking hate that Like, he's pushing bag. it so hard. And yeah, uh, he well he says, is it not wiser, kinder even, that Daenerys Targaryen should die now so that tens of thousands might live? Yes. So he's preaching the I'm the wise old man, thinking about the masses, not the one, which is bullshit. Yeah. Fuck so Littlefinger comes up last, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of just agrees there with. Uh... Yeah, it said uh, he was stifling a yawn as Ned turns to him, which, you know, Littlefinger don't give a fuck about what's happening. And he says, when in bed with an ugly woman, the best thing to do is close your eyes and get on with it. Waiting isn't going to make her any prettier. So kiss her and be done with it. And 
Barry the Bold is not okay with yeah, that no, sell, Kiss her, Selmy asks, aghast, and Littlefinger says, a steel kiss. And this is when Robert turns to Ned and says, there it is. You and Selmy stand alone on this matter. The only question is who can we find to kill her? Yeah, and Renly immediately pipes in with with Jorah Mormont. Mormont, well, Mormont, desperate de- for a royal pardon. Yes, and Varys says he is desperately desperate for a royal pardon. However, he does enjoy living. Are currently walking into Vaistothrak, where weapons are forbidden, and to be caught or captured attempting to assassinate a Khaleesi of Khalizar. Yeah, you don't want to know what the fuck they do to him. Yeah, it would like, just be savagery. And so he makes a different suggestion. He suggests tears of fleece, let us say. And Pycelle's sleepy little eyes flick open and he squints suspiciously at Varys. Now, we, uh, our correspondents mentioned this scene here a bit. Yeah, the Not So Silent so Sisters. We also had, had a bit some to notes say. ourselves here. So let's first mention our notes. Oh, so yeah. I, uh, my first thought was why? Was it because of the fact. And they mentioned that for this reason as well. Was it because he was aware that Tears of Lease have recently been used in King's Landing for John Aaron's death? Um, I also was wondering if it's not just kind of red herring stuff where he's just, oh, poison. That's a, that's a, I'm going to sit up and pay attention now because there's poison talk mm. and this is. And so I'm not really sure where I lie on the spectrum, whether I believe it's because of him being aware. Because I really do think he's I could see dumb. I could see Varys being aware of what killed John well, Varys, the poison, yes. and so I could see him throwing it out there as a who reacts as some bait, and that's Varys continuing his game, and then Pycelle being Pycelle. I don't know if Pycelle knows. I think it's more he's always a fan of mentioning how poison is used by eunuchs and yeah. foreigners. And that's it, yeah. And so I think the fact that Varys is mentioning Tears of Lease, which Ned just mentioned and he tried to push on Varys, you know, poison is a eunuch's weapon. I think it was just that, where like, oh, this right, eunuch, right. this spider is sitting at the council in front of the king mentioning Tears of Lease, a poison. But yeah, so he, he perks right up about the poison mentioning... And um, the king men- replies back that, no, that's a coward's weapon. That's that's not for what we want. And Ned says, you send hired knives after a 14-year-old girl and still quibble about honor? And at this he stands and rises. Mm. He, he pissed off Ned, or Robert, he is Ned. And he tells him to do it yourself. The man who passes the sentence should swing the sword. The famous Ned line. Look into her eyes, see her tears, hear her last words. You owe her that at least. And Robert's fucking pissed. He says, gods, you mean it, damn you. And he grabs a flag and a wine, but it's empty, so he chucks it against the wall. Now, that's the second time Ned has told him he who passes the sentence, or he who, yeah, should, should. You all right? I'm fucking this all up. It's like I'm having a stroke over here, man. Um... He chucks the, the wine flagging against the wall, it shatters, and he says that I am out of wine and out of patience. Just have it done. And Ned says that I will not be a part of murder. Do as you will, but do not ask me to fix my seal to it. And it says that for a moment, Robert doesn't seem to get what Ned's saying, that defiance isn't something he's 
often used yeah, to dealing with. And that slowly it kind of dawned on him and his face changed, his eyes narrow, and a flush creeps up his neck. And he points an angry finger at Ned. Yeah, he does. He says, Ned, you will do as I command or I'll find a new hand that will. And so Ned suave as shit. This is like Ned's just owning some shit. But he says, I wish him every success. And he unfastens his ornate silver hand that's holding the folds of his cloak together, the sign of his office, and he lays it on the table before the king. Sadly, it says. Yes, he's he's saddened by the man who pinned it on him, the man, the friend that he had loved, his brother basically growing up. This isn't Robert. This killer fucking line. Mm. Just this huge burn where I thought you a better man than this, Robert. I thought we had made a nobler king. So, yeah, Robert is, at this point, choking on his rage. Out, out, damn you. Go, run back to Winterfell. Make certain I never see your face again, or I swear I'll have your head on a spike. You good? Yeah. That was pretty fun. Sweet. All right. I loved it. I love Robert. <laughs> He's so much fun. Ned so, Ned bows. Bows and leaves. Turns on his heel and bounces. And as he leaves, discussion resumes. Yeah, like, like nothing, nothing happened. Pycelle suggests the free ma- the faceless men. Which is sick. I'm Bravos. And Littlefinger responds with how absolutely expensive, expensive yeah. they are. Let alone to kill a Khaleesi, and a princess. Now, we had mentioned in Arya 3 how we weren't sure if you know, Martin had certain things in line, in mind during that Get conversation with Illyrio and um, Varys. Yeah. And I'm, it, this kind of makes me want to, sh- you know, eat my own foot for fucking. Yeah, I mean, it, it's does, always hard to tell. Yeah, but that's what it. Because, like, he's, does he just know. throws in this faceless man. Yeah, so, so we I get think that. We got a brush up. in it earlier, too. At one point, Tyrion might have mentioned the, yeah, the faceless yeah. man or something, but it's really cool to see it placed throughout the world. Yeah, the Silent Sisters really enjoyed it as well. Just the first glimpse of. The, the training what they're capable Arya, of yeah Arya will be going through and so um then the door closes behind Ned and the conversation is cut off entirely there yep. and the day feels heavy and oppressive as he walks back to the Tower of the Hand he can feel in the air that it's gonna rain but he welcomes it hoping that it yeah. will make him feel just a little bit less unfucking clean cause He's... everything's just dirty around him right now it's just this is a filthy place. Yeah, so Filth, when he gets filthy. to his solar, he summons Vayne Poole and tells him that they're returning to Winterfell, and Vayne says that he'll begin making the arrangements at once, but it's probably going to take like a fortnight to get everything like, ready. He's like, well, I quarreled with the king. Yeah. And we may not have that long. I may not have that long. Yeah, Robert and... mentioned my head on a spike. So. But uh, he doesn't really believe Robert will hurt him, truthfully, but... He with with that. Ned out of sight, like his rage will cool, like it like always it always does. does. He thinks, but then he says, "But wait, not always." Suddenly, uncomfortably, he recalls Rhaegar Targaryen, fifteen years dead, yet Robert hates him as much as ever. A disturbing notion. Uncomfortably, and that's obviously a nod to Jon Snow. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he were to find out that knowledge, how much he would. How quickly he would kill uh, Well, yeah, John he was Snow. just screaming and ranting yes. and raving about it. Also, 
the fact that Yorn had just told him that Catelyn had taken Tyrion, which yeah. was very soon to be made public, no yes, doubt. Yes. And with Robert in such a black fury, not that he gives a shit about Tyrion Lannister, but it would probably hit his pride a little bit. But notice that that news hasn't hit the small council yet, mm-hmm. and so. But gods only know what the queen will do when she finds yes. out that Ned's wife has taken. And then I think he even mentions that uh, Jamie Lannister is quite partial to the imp as well. Mm. Um. So Ned mentions that then if it's going to take them a fortnight, he thinks that he should go on ahead with his daughters and some and, guardsmen. Yeah, small guard. And that they should follow when ready, but that he should inform Jory, tell no one else, wait until Ned and his daughters leave, and then begin packing up and getting everything ready. And because the Red Keep's full of ears and eyes, and he doesn't want his plans known. Yeah. So it, Ned, he was so close. Uh, he was so close. Ned. So fucking close. So Van Poole leaves and Ned goes to the window. It specifically says to brood. And, <laughs> and uh, it says he's just thinking on a lot of things. Robert left him no choice, but at least he's going back to Winterfell. But so, he thinks about maybe having another child. Yes. Because lately he had been dreaming of snow. And I, uh, of the deep quiet of the wolf's wood at night. I'm glad you read it weird, um, because that means that you uh, wanted to bring attention to it. Yeah. And I have, is Ned dreaming like the kids do and green seeing type stuff? I don't, I don't, why is he dreaming of snow? And that's it, like is he, and is the wolf's he having wood some... at night, I can't draw any meaning from it, like. It's, I, I mean, I definitely think it's just a longing for home, but. I, yeah, I can't see anything underlying. Yeah. I was really trying. I just think it's neat that, you know, Arya and John are both known for dreaming and doing these things. Bran. Bran, well, Bran, obviously. <laughs> but, like, we've gotten the, the dreaming yeah. um, and the walking through Winterfell stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. These, and so it was just cool to see the father doing it, too. Yeah, no, it was interesting. And I was curious that it wasn't the Godswood. It was the Wolfswood. Yeah, yeah. Which Ned is known to go to the Godswood. Right, to pray and chill, stuff. But, but. Yeah, it says that leaving... It's gonna. It makes him angry as well. There was still so much left undone. Robert and his council of flatterers are no doubt gonna beggar the realm without yeah. someone Which watching is them. Already or worse. there, you know. So then, what they did was to take loans out, and so they think that that he says, well, that'd be the worst case. Sell that, it to the Lannisters. Sell it to Lannisters yeah. to get sell out. Sell the that crown to the Lannisters. He there's still John Aaron's death and the truth of that, and he actually begins contemplating returning to Winterfell by sea. So yes. that way he could swing by Dragonstone and speak with one Stannis Baratheon. Dang you. That would have been so fucking sick. Yeah. It like, says that Pycelle had sent a letter from Ned requesting Stannis return and take his old seat at the council, but no reply had come. Do you think Pycelle actually sent that letter? I don't know. I don't know. Because Stannis does, does go kind of quiet, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think Pycelle sent it, though, because I think if he's on... Cersei's, Cersei's oh, payroll yeah. here. Then Cersei she... would not want Stannis Baratheon and fucking Ned Stark in the city at the same no, time. No, that makes a ton of Especially sense. Especially with Robert being Robert at the moment and John Aaron having just died. Like I think I think Cersei put an end to that shit real quick. Yeah. But again, I also would believe that Stannis is just refusing to come back to King's Landing because it's Stannis and he knows it's a shit show yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But then we get this uh, next little nugget of... Well, Ned's certain that Stannis knows the secret that John Aaron died for, the, the, the truth of what's happened. And, he's, and he gets this quote about obtaining that secret. He says, you know, if you get it, cool. And when you have it, what then? Some secrets are safer kept hidden 
Some secrets are too dangerous to share, even with those you love and trust. Fuck you, Catelyn. Yeah. It, he, That's he a John Snow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so, again, we mentioned it early on in the earlier chapters. I know we're, we're kind of working our way very quickly through this first book, and, you know, some things go lost, but a lot of what he says to certain situations completely and directly applies to that without knowing that you don't pick up on mm-hmm. any of it. And so it's very much just this, you know, oh, that's a words of wisdom type you thing know, that and this that's guy a, would a, say. Like your first read through, obviously we've mentioned this is a reread. This is uh, my third time through. My first time, I really wasn't too concerned with Jon Snow's parentage. Yeah, I right. didn't like care too much. I was like, oh, he, he, you know, Ned... He's a bastard. Fuck someone at war. Like, okay, that happens. Whatevs. And then, as you get further, as into you the get book, further you start in, he starts. How much yeah, it's much affects. more important. And so, unless you're really looking for things, yeah, and that's and why rereads of these are so good. I believe. And so, yeah, I believe that's a direct comparison yes. to Lyanna Stark yes. and her deathbed. So then he starts thinking. He pulls out the dagger, ca- and yeah, and he thinks about Cat's warning. And yeah, why would Tyrion want Bran dead? And he wonders if Robert could have had a hand in that. Yes. And he says he never would have believed it before, but the man he knew wouldn't command women and children to be murdered. murdered. Right. So, IDGAF. Yeah, and so he thinks how she says, you know, you knew the man. Yeah. You, the, the king is a stranger the king to is you. a stranger. She tried to warn him. So he summons Vane Poole back to find a ship quietly at the docks. And no sooner did Poole leave that another visitor was announced. Yes, um, it was... Tomard, Tomard, Tomard that that said, you know, Lord Baelish to see you, my lord. And so Ned thinks about turning him away, but yeah. he realizes that he's hasn't left the city yet, so he still has to play their games. And once again, like he's so close to being a decent player at the game. No, that, that that's that's a mistake. Like he doesn't need to play. Well, like, that's if it. he like... was if he was. Following what Ned start like that's the thing is he gets too swept up in it and like he almost starts to want to play, yeah. And then if, if he had just netted his way through it, was like no, like do not allow him in, Tomard. Like bar the door unless it's the king himself. Unless like, it's the king I'm himself, done. do Peace. not allow anyone access to me or my children. And was done. Littlefinger wouldn't yeah, have done what he does been, at the end, and, and they would have left. Which was the one. Littlefinger doesn't want Ned. That, well, leave, that's absolutely obviously. it. And so he comes strutting the he fuck. He saunters in, in as if like nothing, nothing happened, and Ned coldly just immediately asks him the reason for his visit. And he Littlefinger starts giving this whole thing about, about how he's going to dine with Lady Tonda. He's Tanda. not going to keep him long, and Ned gives that. Oh, so good. Don't let me keep you. I couldn't think of anyone else I would rather spend less time or time with less. I don't yeah. want to be the fuck with you here at all. Yeah. It and was pretty brutal. He, you know, Littlefinger keeps his little suave shit going. Says, I'm sure if you think about a couple, you could think of them, you know. And So I was, I just, uh, harking back to something else with that, he says, yeah, oh, I'm sure you could come up with a couple other names of people whose company you would enjoy less than mine right now. And he gives Ned a list. Yes, he lists a few. He gives him a list. And yes. I think, just the comparisons between Ned and Arya this chapter. Arya's list. Arya's oh, yeah. faceless men. It's starting it's right here. Like that's Ned a, gets his cool. own little list here of Varys, Cersei, Robert, and then Peter uh, starts just going on about how pissed Robert was yeah, after Ned yeah. left, how he continued to talk shit. The words ingratitude came up and insolence, and Ned doesn't 
honor this with a reply. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. But then Littlefinger goes on to try and explain how he more or less saved this girl's life. Yeah, he convinced them that the Faceless Men were too expensive, so it was decided that Varys will quietly make it known that a lord will be made of whoever can kill the Targaryen girl. Ned is absolutely disgusted by this and says, we grant titles to assassins. Yeah. And Peter's drugs again and says, titles are cheap, Faceless Men are expensive. And honestly, I probably did her a favor. A drunk sellsore is likely going to botch it, and then the Dothraki will be on their guard. A Faceless Man... That's she would done. be dead already. It's it's done. It's a hundred percent guaranteed. Once you pay a faceless man, they are not gonna fuck it up. And so Ned rightfully says, "You expect me to believe that you tried to protect her? You yeah. were in there talking oh, about shit. an ugly girl in bed. How big of a fool do you take me for?" And Littlefinger laughs and says, yes. "An enormously large one, actually." And. Ned says that murder murder amuses you, and... No, Lord Stark, you amuse me. (sighs) Which he amuses all of us, because it's, like, we want to root for this fucking guy, but he's just so oblivious. You rule like a man dancing on rotten ice. You'll make a noble splash, I'm sure. I like that he brought the ice into the equation with him being from the north. I believe I heard the first crack this morning, and Ned replies with, The first and the last, I've had my fill. Now, I absolutely adore the way he phrases his last sentence here, Littlefinger. Mm. Do you have it written down? Uh, not the whole thing. It's uh, Littlefinger asks him, when do you return to Winterfell? And Ned says, as soon as possible, but why is that any concern of yours? And I don't have it written down to you. So I didn't write it down, but basically he says, well, you know, if you can wait just a little bit longer... I can show you to the brothel that full guardsman of yours, Jory, has been Searching failing. so unsuccessfully. To find. And just how he... I know that your guy's looking for this stuff. I know that he's not doing it correctly. Let me show you where the correct place what that he's been missing. looking for is. And Ned's hooked. And he says, and I won't even tell Lady Catelyn. You smart motherfucker. You smart ass. That like we're this. visiting you a brothel. Sh- yeah. And I think that also is a little dig at the bastard, that Ned Stark has a bastard. Not that I think Littlefinger knows the heritage, but just that you have a bastard, you did it once, so I won't tell your wife if you do it again type thing. So that's that. Do you have yourself an inductee? I do have myself an inductee. Uh, I gotta give it shit. Shit. It changes when we... Like, cause I have it set when we sit down. Yeah, Do you have one set? I did it, and then I didn't, and now I'm waiting for you to pick one so I can think more about it. Damn it! Um, I guess I'm gonna give mine to Paris and sell me for standing with Ned and sticking by his guns and just. Yeah, he was the only person. Like, cause at one point Ned thinks that he he feels alone here, talking to Robert, trying to talk him out of this, and Paris and Selmy's the only one who stands with him. And so that has to make you feel a little bit good that Barristan the Bold is back in your play. So, Barristan. Word. I think you're in the Brotherhood again. I'm going to give mine to Vainpool. Because he he leaves, he gets summoned. He leaves, That's he gets fucking true. summoned. He leaves, he gets fucking, fucking summoned. Come like, on, Ned. He does a lot, and I I bet Ned Solar's towards the top of that tower of the fucking hand. So Vainpool's got to go up and down them stairs all day long. So I'm by the give last him time he gets vacation. summoned, he's just like, "What, Ned? Fucking what? What do you want, dude? Make up your mind. Never mind. Well, <laughs> never mind. No, nothing. We're not leaving. We're not going anywhere. Could you saddle my horse? Could you bring me up some tea and biscuits?" <laughs> 
Anyway. That's true. That's a good point. So, Van Poole, come Van Poole. take a sip by our fire and chill. Now, earned it. we also excitedly have a couple of inductees from our favorite Not-So-Silent Sisters. Yeah, so Brandy, and uh, her inductee to the sisterhood is... That old bitch Picel, <laughs> simply because of the two lines about his sleepy eyes flickering open and the possible implications of so, it. So, with that being said, real quick, I just want to tell a quick story about this email and how I read it just a little bit before Zach did. Uh, and when I was asking Zach how much he read, he, he asked why. And I, all I could say was, I'm just so glad the Not So Silent fr- Sisters are our friends. Because <laughs> that was the greatest induction. That. Bitch, fucking Pycelle. Oh my Pysel. god, I died. He I is a died. catty little bitch. It's great, so good. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sorry. the implications there are great. Whether or not you know Varys knows something, it's just the the games upon games of layers that are being played in these books are phenomenal. So yeah, I like having the old bitch Pycelle. You yes. can come chill. Yes. Uh, Afton uh, shared a inductee with me this week. <clears throat> shared yes. an inductee with me this week. And gave hers to Barristan the Bold. Barry the Bold. Uh, you read this one. I read it. What? Oh, Bar- so Barristan the Bold. She says, his incredulity at Littlefinger saying, kiss her and be done with it. Says a lot about his character. Also, you have to respect him for being the only one bold enough to stand up for Ned. Ha. Absolutely. I see what you did um, there. I love Barrison's always one of my all-time favorite characters. Like I mentioned with Dunk, it's I'm I always fall towards those honorable, but the badass honorable, not the Ned not honorable stuff. Not that he's bad. Yeah, but. no. So outstanding. It's way better than Zach's inductee. So wow. welcome to the sisterhood. Welcome to the brotherhood. It's not a competition. Thank you guys. It's not a competition. <laughs> There's no inductee that can be better than any other inductee. But thank you guys but for having thank you great for writing inductees. in. Uh, as you say in your tagline for every email, all men must die, but we are not men. So thank you, NASA Silent Sisters, for writing in. Thank you, what was it? Uh, Blyze H. Blyze H. Yes, for thank your Thank you, Blyze awesome H, review. for your review. You if so you guys awesome. are just listening and being like, you know what? I want to give them five stars as well. Nate's going to tell you all the places you can do that you right now. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and search Brotherhood Without Manners. Ours is the one that looks super awesome. It's got the text that looks like the Game of Thrones logo because I'm pretty spectacular with Photoshop. I'm awful with it. Um, We can also be heard on all the other ones, Spotify, Spreaker, CastBox, YouTube. We're on over there. We have our website, www.com. There's only three W's There's only there. three W's. With, uh, uh, brotherhoodwithout.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. Twitter, at mannerswithout. Instagram, at brotherhoodwithout. If you want to understand all our fucking annoying mercy references, check out our Patreon. At... Patreon.com slash withoutmanners. That one. And we are also working on releasing brrr, the Theon sample chapter. Yeah. For, so that should be coming up now that we've got the show episode down and behind us yep. from last week. We've got a new project, and that'll be another Patreon episode for everybody. Yeah, we apologize that the uh, the show wrap-up episode has been delayed a little had bit. Had taken so long to get out, but it, we hope uh, you enjoyed we it. We got it recorded. We got it nailed down. We're just finishing up some final editing on no, it. No, it's it came out last week in, in this episode. Oh. Yeah, that's why I've been saying Word. last week. You are so dumb. So remember, like, Apple? Fucking dumb. Fucking stupid. 
thanks for being here, guys. We look forward to seeing you next time. Are you keeping that all in? Fuck yeah, I am. Jesus. That's staying right there. Bellar de Harris. Peace. up everybody it's nate here from brotherhood without manners i'm just gonna sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called podcoin if you listen to podcasts at all especially brotherhood without manners all you have to do is download this app download our podcast put in the code brotherhood and you will get 300 coins and you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff gift cards donating to charity whatever so give it a try let us know if you like it we really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh, you can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do?